If there are any survivors out there, you are not alone. There are two of us on the west coast of the United States. We have shelter and provisions. For the first 30 minutes after sundown each day, we will listen for a response on this frequency. I repeat, if there are any survivors out there, you are not alone. That's right, Art. They're not alone. And as it turns out, we aren't either. As our listeners know, last week we had to cut short abruptly when we had a very unexpected guest arrive. Would you care to explain a little about the situation, what our plans are, and whose fault it was? I'd be happy to, Zoe. Well, our neighbor, to whom we owe our thanks for this great bunker we call home, came back unexpectedly. Oh, I see. Now this neighbor, would he be of the alive and helpful type, or of the undead and horrifying variety? Come on, Zoe. You were there. You know what happened. I'm just trying to tell the story in an interesting way for the viewers so they don't change the station. There's nothing else for them to listen to. Anyway, our undead neighbor Tom wandered back to the bunker despite our best efforts to peacefully put him to rest. And this is despite the really big hole you dug? When Tom arrived, we were admittedly a little scared. Because a literal monster was knocking on our door. But when we confronted him, we found him to be somewhat docile. Using a multi-pronged approach, Zoe distracted him with the disgusting jar of food that he seems to love, while I tied some rope to a tree and prepared some simple slip knots to catch Tom. We were eventually able to secure him quite well at a reasonable and safe distance from the bunker. Anywhere is too close knowing he's waiting to eat us. I wish you had just handled him when this all started. I'm sorry, Zoe. Sorry I can't stab another human in the brain. I would just like to point out that you have had a week to carry out your own murderous intent. It's way harder now when he's like moving and looking at you and eating a disgusting jar of food. Also, we're weirdly responsible for him and he's so dependent on us. We have to check on him like every day. It's like having a toddler or something. Listeners, in case you were wondering, Zoe has never been asked to babysit due to that clear disdain for children. What? I said it would be harder for me to stab Tom in the brain because he's like a toddler. That's a nice thing. Anyway, listeners, that catches you up to speed with what happened over the last week. And now, all Art and I have left to do is decide to how to get rid of Tom. Or rather, how to make him feel comfortable and useful in his unfortunate condition. It's a classic Art and Zoe disagreement. So to settle it, I posted a poll yesterday, though I haven't received any responses yet. In case you don't know where to find our poll, listeners, I've pinned it to what's left of the Community Center bulletin board. Art and I can't wait to hear your feedback. As a reminder, we're still waiting on a response regarding the deplorable state of the community pool. Please be warned that the wandering groundskeepers are undead and equipped with gas-powered blowers which they cannot seem to control. Anyway, I'm sure if our listeners have made it this long, they can handle a simple poll. Looking forward for those responses, everyone. In the meantime, Tom stays, and that's the last you'll hear about that. With that, let's launch right into From A to Z with Art and Zoe. Welcome, listeners, and welcome, Zoe. Thanks for having me, Art. 
Will you start us off today with today's birthday shout out? To my best friend, Buddy. Today, you turn 15. I remember the day I brought you home. Your hair was matted, and you were so scared of letting anyone touch you. Now you're the happiest and most loyal boy I could ever ask for. Coming home to you and having you jump up to lick my face is the highlight of my day. You're such a good boy. Love, Josh. What a sweet note from a man to his dog. Well, that's a great segue for us because today's topic is pets. Before we share our advice, I want to remind you all that Art and I are not experts on any topic. That's right. You should think of us as your close family friends. That is, if your family friends had successfully learned how to tie three new types of knot this week. That's what you're going with, tying three knots this week? Three different types of knots for rope. If you consider the 12 knots for any occasion, that's 15 life-saving knots. Right. And though we aren't experts, we can tie up to 15 different knots, which can be used for almost any occasion. Our first letter today comes from a listener all the way in New York. Dear Art and Zoe, I know you two have usually had some fur babies of your own. I had a cat when I was in my house, but haven't had one since she passed. I've been missing having the constant companionship. Unfortunately, my apartment is so tiny. I feel like I have lots of love to give, just not lots of space. What would you do in my situation? That's from Catherine in NYC. That is quite the dilemma, Art. What would you do if you had an incredibly tiny home? I would say it's the size of your heart, not your home that determines whether or not you should get a pet. That's beautiful. And may I add that cats are known to eat the bodies of their dead owners, starting with the eyeballs. I should also say it's unclear whether or not it was actually the pets that killed their owners. But I'm sure you'll be fine, Catherine, or should I call you cat for short? And yes, of course what Art said is true. So if you're okay with all of that, then by all means, get a pet. Okay, next question. Art and Zoe, in the past, we've gotten along well, but I've been having an unpleasant dispute with my neighbor lately. He's also a listener and might be listening now. Hello, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hope you're alive. Tim keeps his dog outside all day, and though the dog is very quiet, I can't help but feel sad for the poor thing. Tim thinks it's totally acceptable because the dog likes being outside. Can you help us settle this? Sincerely, Wilson. Well, Wilson, I would need to know more details to answer this with certainty, but I think your neighbor is in the clear. It all depends on the dog and the weather conditions. Some dogs like to be outside, and especially during a milder season, there may be absolutely no harm in keeping your dog in the yard. Yes, I agree. We do need more information. If you want to keep a pet, you should be able to have them in your home at least some of the time. Otherwise, they would be better off out on their own. You know, most pets could probably survive just fine without you and might be more than capable of fending for themselves. Zoe, are you advocating for Tim to release his dog into the wild? 
I'm just saying, totally hypothetical, but if the dog happens to be chained up outside with a limited range, nothing but disgusting canned food to eat, why, that's no life at all. I mean, we don't know whether or not Tim has confined his dog to such appalling conditions. So you do you, Tom, Tim. I just feel like the poor creature that put its life in your hands deserves something better. I'm on a roll here, Art. Why don't you read the next one? Hmm. This one is from Charlotte. To the problem-solving duo, I've always wanted a pet pig. I've recently begun to foster an adorable baby pig. I have plenty of space, and I know a lot about raising animals, so I would be really willing to put in the work to make this happen. But my wife might take some convincing since she still thinks it's a bad idea to have a pet that might one day outweigh the both of us, as we're both rather small women. I think that as long as the pig is well-behaved, there's no reason to believe there will be a problem. What can I do to convince her? Thanks for helping my pig dreams come true. Well, Charlotte, you seem to really want this pig. Perhaps you can let your wife know how important it is to you and show her that you plan to do most of that hard work. She might just be intimidated by the thought of a pig. I'm sure that over time, after seeing how harmless and sweet the pig could be and how much it needs you, she too would grow to love the pig. I'm gonna have to disagree. Even seemingly small pigs sold as pets can grow to be one to two hundred pounds. And with Charlotte and her wife being particularly small, that could be dangerous. To put that into perspective, it might be the equivalent of someone the size of me and you having a pet the size of, say, a 270 to 300 pound man. Even if just for a second that man flew into a rage, we would certainly be injured and possibly killed. Not every pig is a blood thirsty maniac, though. But some pigs are, and you have to be prepared for that. Well, sometimes that pig needs you more than you know. Sometimes you owe that pig your life, even if that pig has been a big jerk. Don't you think it's only fair that you do just the minimum and provide the pig with a safe place to stay until you figure out what you want to do with it? Art, I have to admit it. I can't hide it from you anymore. I wasn't talking about pigs. I've been using this pets topic as a clever way to talk about our situation with Tom. Yeah, Zoe. I figured that out during the first question. What's the point of this? You're so good at advice for other people that I thought you would be able to advise yourself into reason, but all of your advice seems to be the wrong way to handle Tom. Who's to determine what's the right or wrong way? I have an advice show, Art. I can give advice on anything from A to Z. I'm not an expert, but the listeners count on me to provide solid advice. I'm on the show too. Do you ever think maybe you could be wrong here? Or maybe that there even is no right answer? I am willing to admit that I may not be 100% right, but what makes you so sure? I'm not sure. I don't know anything about how to apocalypse. I certainly didn't think that if zombies were going to take over the world, you and I would be some of the survivors. I'm just winging it. Then why are you fighting me so hard? Tom was fine before we chained him up. Tom was six feet underground before we chained him up. And he looks fine to me. 
So it's too early for me to know for sure, but I think there might be a way to save Tom, to save a lot of them. Not all of them try to eat us on sight. Most are just there, wandering around, looking like sad lost souls. I swear every time I feed Tom a jar of that disgusting haggis, some of that light comes back into his eyes. What if that soul is still in there? What if we can help them, but we just don't know how yet? I never thought of it like that. I can't believe you buried him underground in such a deep hole for weeks. That's horrible. Look. All I'm saying is we need to give this a chance. He's not hurting us out there. He's not hurting anyone, and he might actually need us. All right, he can stay. I have missed having a pet since our dog died. I still think it's weird you keep talking about him like he's a pet, but if that's what it takes to get you on board with this, then okay, I guess he's our pet. I think we should name him Marco. He has a name. And then we'll always go outside and say, Marco, waiting for him to say, Polo. And one day when he learns to speak, he'll actually say it back and we can both cry. Okay, fine. And I'll call him Mr. Stinky as a cutesy thing. That's very disrespectful, Art. He's still a person, possibly with a soul. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening. Remember, if you're looking for advice on business, food, marriage, finances, caring for your very own pet zombie, and anything else from A to Z, you can message us at fromarttozoe at gmail.com. That's F-R-O-M-A-R-T-T-O-Z-O-E at gmail.com. If there are any survivors out there, you are not alone. We will listen for a response on this frequency for 30 minutes after sundown each day. Oh, and also, if anyone has a pattern I can use to make an adorable dog sweater, but like for a human, please post it on the community board. Over.